Sunday pour. We're back. The playoffs are back. Full slate today. Phillies are up 3-0 right now over the Marlins. Diamondbacks got a 4-3 lead over the Brew Crew. Sixth inning, maybe. Um, let's yeah, let's start baseball first before we get into football. Um, you know, I like being right. I think most people like being right. Good feeling, yeah. No, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it even depends on how you're right. If people are doubting you and you're right, it's great. You could stick in their face. Sometimes it's just just nice to be right, to be right, just for yourself, your own personal gratification. But there's different levels of it. You know, everybody everybody says, I don't like to say I told you so, but we all fucking love to say I told you so. Who doesn't love saying I told you so? Just don't say it in those exact terms, maybe. Yeah, it's all in the delivery. That goes without saying, yeah. So I'm not going to say I told you so. But I'm I'm not sure. Can I guess what you're going to go to here? Sure, go ahead. I mean, it's either got to be Jordan Montgomery or Pablo Lopez, <laughs> the two guys <laughs> with two guys, two guys that could have been the Yankees. That could have been the Yankees, but instead we have uh, Frankie Montas and uh, I don't know who else. Who knows? Car- Carlos Rodon. Yeah, I, guess I had no guy. interest. In, I had no interest in Pablo Lopez. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's won a playoff game. <laughs> he has. He has. He broke a big 19-year curse too. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go look for the tape, but as far as that Montgomery <laughs> trade uh, goes, listen, I'm not saying that we should have kept him, and I'm not saying that like Bader was a bust. Bader had a good October. But one thing I was dead set is this was undeniable, inarguable. We were going to have to watch him in October, albeit I thought it was going to be with the Cardinals, so I got that wrong. But nevertheless – I knew we were going to have to watch him pitch a big game in October. And he did that today. Seven innings, shut out baseball, shut down the race. That was was undeniable. We knew as soon as that trade was made, he was going to pitch a huge game in October in our faces. Well, look, I'm not going to deny you're wrong here, but I got to rain on your parade a little bit. I don't don't remember. I I think he had a bad playoffs last year. I don't think he was very good last year for the Cardinals. No, he was good in the playoffs last oh, year. Oh, really? All right. This wasn't a huge – I mean, I guess it's huge because you got to win two and that's one. On uh, the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I won't say it was a huge playoff game, but it is a big – Okay, big well, th- when he wins World Series MVP. Fair. No, no. It's got to – how good was he last year's playoffs? I, for some reason, my mem- maybe, maybe I'm just blocking it out for sanity's I- sake. Uh, I think the the Cardinals just didn't hit last year. I think he had a good start though. Okay, all right. Fair I mean, I could I could I can get the game line. He was, it, but he, that, but, that he but he but he was dominant today. He uh, was fired up, and he pitched he pitched a, a big time playoff game that I'm not I can't remember the t- last time a Yankee starter had a big time playoff game. Well, Cole had some last year, but other than Garrett Cole, there haven't yeah. been many. No. Uh, Listen, it, we we I just this was automatic to me. This was automatic. As soon as the trade was made, I knew. I mean, they looked at him as a back of the rotation guy, which I still think he is. I still do think he's, you know, in a perfect world, Scherzer and Degrom would have been starting this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think I think Nate Evaldi, the only reason he wasn't starting the game was because of rest issues. Mm. But uh, no, I mean, it, you know, there there was no doubt in my mind he was going to go on to bigger and better things. 
uh, pitch pitch better and just end up in big games because we're not going to provide that for him right now. He, with this current crop of uh, you know team that we have, and there he is in Texas now pitching pitching in uh, October baseball. So good for him. And he looks like a different person they did like even a year ago after he got traded he get he filled out a little bit he bulked up like i remember him being like a little thinner but he seems like he uh i don't know that the, the trainers were uh, the trainers with uh with texas maybe got him on a different regimen than the yanks trainers which have him which yankees trainers i think you know pitch him once every 12 days or so and uh then get hurt for three or four months i think right I yeah that. i don't know um I all I know about his uh, the difference between now and when he was a Yankee is that they have him throwing his fastball more, and I know that's mm. something he complained about publicly too. Something about two seam or four seam. I'm not going to pretend to know the the specifics, but um, I know he had something to say, which is not unusual for a guy to kind of have a beef with the team that traded him. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, and, may, and, may, and maybe he was—he's he, got something. He's onto something about his usage and how to use his arsenal and what he's comfortable with and what uh, what a team like the Yankees does to a guy like that. Just kind of break him down to have to do it their way rather than try and find the best way for that exact person to succeed. Which is a—it's uh, an increasing Yankee issue, um, which will continue for years to come. As two and two thirds innings last year, he pitched shutout baseball. I'm not sure why he came out of the game. Maybe injury. But uh, it was two and a thirds shutout baseball. Okay, all right. Three walks. Well, that's the other thing with playoff baseball. You never know when these managers are going to panic and just pull this yank the starter and not give him a chance. Well, yeah, he was allowed to pitch seven innings today. Mm-hmm. Rangers bullpen gave them a little bit of a respite. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to sweat out Chapman in the eighth, even though Chapman was good. But it's always a sweat. Um, yeah. But they were they let him pitch. You know, seven innings. He had a reasonable pitch count. Um, the only playoff start he made with the Yankees, and he kind of saved their season uh, against Tampa in the in the bubble. They were down two one. He pitched four innings in that game of uh, one run baseball, and they yanked him. I'm sure. So. Some, yeah, I'm sure the bullpen was dominant and storybook <laughs> ending. I'm sure they did win that game. I'd have to go back and see what his pitch count was when he got pulled out of that game. But I remember it being a very. Uh, a, a very short leash slash quick hook in that game. Like they couldn't wait. They they just never fully trusted Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. Which I'm not really sure exactly why, because if you look at the rest of the rotation, a rotation, a lot of the times, other than Cole, like Montgomery kind of, I think a problem I, I had, if there's one problem I had with Montgomery, this wasn't really his fault is that I found him to be our second most reliable starter at times. And that's not – he wasn't supposed to be that guy. Yeah. Right. But, again, rather than like, groom him and aid him in his growth to that and, and to be, use him as a reliable starter, uh, you know, they they did everything they could to hinder that. And 62 pitches in that cap, playoff game. Cap it. They, well, yeah, but they wanted – that's what they do. They wanted to cap it. And, <laughs> and Boone, of course, so what a quick hook. I mean, that guy couldn't wait to get his stamp. On a, on a playoff game. so Yeah, 62 pitches, and they brought in Chad Green to replace him in that game, well, who ended up getting the win. Well, that was what the script called for, so <laughs> you can't blame him. Uh, I got to say, just that I, I don't, I'm not going to waste any time complaining about the Yankees. They bring him back Boone. It's not worth any more oxygen this season. I will say this, though. 
even though we've suffered, uh, who wants to say suffer? Going to playoffs is not really suffering, but we've been through a lot of different playoff runs, good ones, bad ones, ones where we have we had no clue. I mean, we knew we weren't going to win, um, where we knew that the outcome was going to be ugly, where it was a team that shouldn't have been there and it was overachieving or just just skirted in, whatever it was. And I would, I would trade that for this. I mean, is this it's basically the same thing anyway. Not making it, it's not like they're going to make wholesale changes for having a bad season, eighty-two and eighty. It's not like they're going to make any. I'd much rather be there. I'd much rather have like the anticipation of a playoff game, anticipation of maybe we put it all together now. It's October. I mean, you, like if you if you saw the Phillies game, the Castellanos has had a like a a down year offensively, and he came up with a big blue pit. Uh, in the middle of a rally, and it's like, yeah, that's what the playoffs is all about, is these guys stepping up and making something happen no matter what their season was. And, right. You know, I miss having that out for whatever. Just going to be a season, maybe next season that they're back. But, again, not guaranteed. I never take, never took it for granted when we were there because you never know when you're going to get back. You never know when you have another shot. I know the anchors are there every year, but let's be honest, that's not how the sport works. That's not how sports work in general. So you can't take it for granted, even though they gave you a reason for the better part of two decades to take it for granted. Three decades. They, yeah, I mean, they've made it easier to get back there. It didn't work out this year, obviously, but they have made it a little easier. Maybe expand to seven or eight teams for next year. We'll have you know a little better shot. But, uh, yeah, just not uh, – yeah, it's, it's a little emptiness inside watching the uh, opening slate of games you feel a little dead inside there's anticipation for the actual games but not the uh not the same like nervous angst pit in your stomach that you would when your team play is playing first first pitch on a playoff game it's like it's a different kind of locked in the skins on fire yeah yeah pacing it's the best yeah (laughs) yeah guy we don't yeah we're we're missing out for a year but then you have a team like the twins doesn't one and 25 years in a playoff game, and there they are. And you have a team like Arizona, who's, uh, you know, it's, is, who's back after a while, and the Brewers, who are looking to break through and make some noise. And, you know, a lot of teams that uh, are having that for a oh, nice play. Oh, nice play. God. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it was an error turned, base running error turned maybe a great play. Um, real, real quick before on the uh, Tampa Texas series, yeah, because I watched a good amount of that today because I was off, so I was like, let me lock into some playoff baseball. Nice little random Tuesday off. Why not? Yeah the um, the Rays the Rays are the one team I feel like that should not ever go back to their throwback uniforms. <laughs> yeah. That- well, seeing glass now in the throwback double raise was not was not good. It did not inspire, you know, awe and success. I could be wrong, but didn't they drop the raid the devil in two thousand seven or no in two thousand eight? Their first year that they went to the like turned it around with Madden and went to the World Series. It I felt like I, they were the devil raised, like losing a hundred games every year. Then they dropped the devil, and then all of a sudden it was like analytic geniuses winning 90 <laughs> games like there's not there there's no especially for you know regular season fine 
first playoff game going back to the Devil Rays is a wild move. Like you played like the fucking Devil Rays today. <laughs> Errors all over the place. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. score a run. It was awesome. <laughs> played like the uniform said they should. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't remember it being that like direct of a link, but maybe you're right. That's very possible, I guess. I'd like to I gotta Google that and see when exactly was the devil dropped. I feel like it was going into the 08 season. Wow. Has it been that long? That's crazy. They're always the devil. Yeah, exactly. I don't care after how, the 2007 season, it says after 07. I don't care how many times I see them in the playoffs. I don't care how many times, you know, they're the darling team. They're still the devil race to me that harbored a pedophile for many years. Wander Franco? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I wasn't sure if there was another one. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> I'm, sure we, I'm sure we looked into the annals of uh, Tampa Bay Rays, devil race history. I'm sure there's a couple more. Down yeah. There. But didn't they draft yeah. him when he was like 15. There's a weird part. That's a good point. Yeah. See, he was a pedophile for years. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a weird part of Florida. A lot of learned, learned behavior. Exactly. Yeah. They were, they were coveting him when he was like, Junior high, probably. Yeah. So he felt. How's, how's he supposed to know right from wrong? If it happened to me, it should happen to everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and one other thing that bothered me a little bit was um, so Chapman came into the game in the eighth inning, and who was doing the game? Dan Shulman, who I like. I like Dan Shulman. Good baseball announcer. Also does hoops too. I like oh, Shulman. Yeah, he's got a big game voice. He's got the voice for announcing. Shulman does games with uh, Walton, right? No, that's Dave Pash. Oh, I'm okay, sure, all right, okay. I'm sure Shulman has done. I think Shulman's done games with Raftery. Okay, man, it's, it's Pash is a guy who was always doing like the like those West Coast games. Yeah, Pash is the Pac-12. Okay. Him and Walton. Yeah, and they're the the the, the, the dynamic duo. So one thing Shulman said when Chapman came to the game, and I was a little surprised by it. It was fa- it was factual. It was factual what he said. So I guess Chapman has like the greatest uh, K's per nine in postseason history. Oh, okay. He's got the most strikeouts. Per- I-, I think that was the stat: most strikeouts per per nine innings, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he was talking about how like good of a postseason pitcher Chapman was, and I was like, you really have to tell the whole story if you're going to give a stat like that, like. He's given up three of the most, uh, you know, is iconic the right word? I mean, at least two of them were iconic. Like the Rajay Davis home run and the Altuve home run are like, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to go too nuts, but like those are at least the home runs of the postseason that year. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Cubs were able to survive it. Altuve was a walk off. And then the Mike Brousseau home run in the bubble. Not I maybe mean, iconic is the wrong word, but like still kind of drives a, well, that a one was, snake in my back. Well, the Atuve one was obviously bad because of the situation, but that one was I don't want to say it was worse, but there was like some bad blood between the two teams when that one happened. Brousseau? Yeah, wasn't yeah, didn't he buzz him at some point? He in the in the uh regular season, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So there was there's some bad ball between the teams because of that and that player in particular. Um, and there's this, that's showing up small in a moment you cannot show up small in. And those are the only three home runs he's given up in the postseason. I did look that up, but they happen to be in like the worst spots ever. They're all do or die games. I mean, and I feel like he wasn't even very good in game seven in the World Series. 
but they kind of won despite him. Well, no, that was game seven, the Rajay Davis. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. See, he did. I will give him credit for one thing. He did. He did pitch the ninth inning and go and get them out. I mean, I thought it was over after the Davis home run, especially when the Cubs didn't score in the top of the ninth. He did get three outs in the bottom of the ninth. Worth noting. But you can't talk about the guy like he's been like the greatest, you know, reliever in the last ten years in in the playoff. I wouldn't even know who that would be to be honest with you. I mean, I could argue Chapman's been the best regular season reliever the last ten years. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're going to talk about his postseason prowess, like, ugh, I mean, he's got he's come up small a lot of times. <laughs> Not to mention all the times like you don't know where the ball's going. He's wild. Oh, it's like unreliable. To say I was least. waiting for Showman to give like a you know, but he has had his. It's like no, nah, you just talk about the guy. Like, it's like all right, they Dan, do you know? they do that a lot in these broadcast though they they i don't know if it's they don't want to crush the guy or they take their audience for granted they just want to give the audience like the the bare minimum and not you know but then again that would draw up some suspense and drama yeah you know so you're trying to you're trying to like sell people why they should keep watching a point yeah. game it, it feels over it's like well we've seen this guy melt down yeah it could be electric or it could be a it could be Wild, wild pitch uh, extravaganza. Don't change the channel just yet. It can yeah. get wild fast. Yep, that's fair. So. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, I do. I don't like when they gl- they gloss over stuff like that, though. That's an oversight, I would say. Yeah, it you got to sure talk is. about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the the Twins game, I watched a good amount of that too. That was a three one final, right? I there think no so. A couple, couple home runs from the rookie. That was right. the Royce Lewis show, and then yeah. Correa proved his worth with that with that throw he made on, uh, to get Bichette at the plate in like the fourth inning or whatever it was. Okay, I didn't I didn't catch that. Okay, I just it was. Uh, yeah. I I put it to you this way: the, the third baseman made a little bit of an error. It was first and second, two outs. Okay, third baseman's charging a, a like a slow hopper, gets under his glove. Bichette keeps Bichette was the runner at second, so he keeps going, tries to score. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good base. I, I was I'm not gonna kill Bichette. I thought it was the, the right move with two outs, but Correa just went over like ran, got the ball, and in one speed, like sidearm to home and nailed him. And I was like, all right, that's why you sign a guy with a bum ankle, because he's like a you know, big game player, he's gonna make those type of plays. Yeah. Uh, you know, Royce Lewis, a couple home runs, and I still felt like when they walked in the ninth inning, when um, who's the closer? Duran for the Twins. When he walked the nine hitter, I think it was Merrifield pinch hitting, mm-hmm. and Springer came up. I was like, oof. And he had a bullet in the hole at first base that the uh, first baseman had a nice play on, but they were able to nab him. But yeah, uh, Twins 19, you know, 18 playoff games they had lost in a row. In a row. I don't think we see anything like that again. That's almost impossible to do. I can't. I really. I can't. Eighteen, and I know the Yankees had a, had a hand in a, in a lot of those. Um, they were showing the highlights of the last game that that uh, that the Twins won. It was 0-4 opener in the Bronx. It was Johan on the mound against I think Mussina maybe, huh. and then the, the Yankees obviously won three in a row, and the Twins lost eighteen in a row. <laughs> so Two more after that. Yeah, I uh, I don't see how that. I got. I don't even know who's in second place. That's got to be the record. 
can't. I can't see. I can't see that ever happening again. It's outrageous. Let's see. Yeah, eighteen games in a row is hard to do. I don't know if there's even a fire. They were electric. Good, good crowd in Minnesota. Philly's been on fire. That's kind of expected, though. I haven't really seen much of the Brewer game, so I don't know about the crowd. Tampa, like 80% full. <laughs> Philly's tough. It's tough to win in Philly. I've watched a lot of Philly's games this past couple months, and they've been electric all for since August. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It is tough to win there. They are a tough team to beat there. Even if they get down, they come back, constantly come back and put heat yeah. on the bullpen. Like They are a tough out at home. Yeah, they're scrappy. That's going to be I'm I'm rooting for Atlanta Philly. Like that's we need to see that, I think. I don't Miami's not getting out of there. Sorry. It's not going to happen. Pro- probably not. Probably not. I like still my I like happen. Miami, but this is Philly's a more complete team. They're just going to find a way. Yeah, so that's still let's see. 3 nothing. Yeah, then let's see. They're it's Tuesday, so Wheeler would be lined up for game two, I guess. Okay, so you don't you, you know, you probably only get them once in that series, which is the benefit of having the bye. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a uh, that's a tough series for Atlanta. Yeah, that's gonna we're gonna find out quick if this if this is one of those magical years because they've been great all year, and if they go in to handle their business. Like that's when you know a team is locked in, is just when. They get to the playoffs and they just keep rolling. Um, it's happened. Ra- I mean, you'd rather have the winner of Milwaukee, Arizona. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The Dodgers are getting a little bit of a of a break, I would say, with the winner of that. Not that the Dodgers are you can't pencil them in to you know come through big in October, but and the Phillies are the Phillies are clearly the third team in the NL behind the Dod- behind the Braves and Dodgers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Dodgers, man. You're right. They they might have trouble with anybody they face just because their pitching staff's in a little bit of disarray. A lot of kids in it. They're in. They're a lot of injuries and stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Oh, that's such a weak thing to say. It'll be interesting to see. But like, you know, see who steps up and who falters when they get to the, when the Dodgers get out, get out there. Because with the them, it's just, it's just a matter of getting there. Like the Yankees, it's a matter of getting there and see what happens. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not, they're, I'm not sure they're they're a wagon like like uh, Atlanta is. Right. It felt like the Dodgers had it down here. I think they won 100 games, right? 99 games. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah, they got to buy. They're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, the Brewers are a team that I thought. I mean, I don't know. Corbin Burns got lit up tonight. He was like, he was the guy. Where, and Woodruff's hurt, right? Yeah, Woodruff. I don't think he's going to pitch in the playoffs. It sounds like. That's a problem. And Burns is the guy. I was like, well, they have an ace up front, and he gets tattooed tonight. So now I don't know what to, what to think of Milwaukee. Council, it sounds like he has one foot out the door. He's going to go coach the Mets. Uh, oh, that's, you're not going to like that. The, the Brewers The Brewers were a team I liked coming into the season. I think that was one of the few overs I hit was Milwaukee in that in that division. Oh, yeah. Um, got, yeah, I don't have that available. We'll go over those at some point, but I don't, I don't have them available. I think I only got two right. I think Milwaukee and Atlanta were my ah, two. Yeah, you started off by saying you like, you like, you know, say, say you're right. So we're not going to do over unders now. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I got to throw. Well, I know two unders I had played today, and that was Tampa and Texas. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure they hit, hit the over. Uh, no, my, the only, my only thing with Milwaukee is 
I know there's ex-Yanks all over the place, but like Donaldson being on Milwaukee now, I don't know if I could. And he was on base for uh, something to that home run by somebody from Milwaukee. Um, he's like the one guy I could live with. Even Hicks in Baltimore. I could live with that. I could. Donaldson's yeah. the one guy I can't see happy. No, baseball. I, that don't, yeah, he's an asshole. I don't think anybody even in Milwaukee likes him that much. I Did you him, hear the Rowdy Telez story? Yeah, very weird story. Donaldson is like, he's exactly who you think he is without even having to know him. Yeah, so like basically the story is he walked into the Brewers Clubhouse the first day and didn't say hi to anybody. Or didn't introduce himself to anybody in Rowdy Telez, who played with them in some place. I can't remember where. Toronto. was it, Were they in Toronto? Oh, yeah, Toronto. Right, right. And he's like, aren't you going to introduce yourself? He's like, yeah, they know who I am. <laughs> he's like, well, you want to say hi to me? Like, we used to play together. <laughs> Fucking asshole. And he made a, made a fat joke. Oh, yeah. He's like, what are you, the, what are you on the seafood diet? <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Unfunny <laughs> asshole. He's yeah, he's exactly you don't you don't even have to see Josh Donaldson open his mouth. He's exactly who he looks like. Yeah, maybe even Do worse. Maybe even worse than what you would expect. Yeah, I mean as I mean Dumber you would think. Expect. I mean, I, I know you have to just you have to have an arrogance about you t- to play at that level, just an ego. Yeah. But of like you would think you would think like what he went through in New York and basically being released. <laughs> yeah. You th- you'd think that you you You'd be humbled a little bit by that, but <laughs> no. nope. nope. <laughs> you know they know they know who I am. I'm the I'm the guy who hit 120 the last year and year and a half. I mean, he's had a he's a little more success in Milwaukee. But he hasn't been great. No, nah, they Same. showed his. I saw his numbers. It was, he's been hit, he hit like 169 in Milwaukee. I mean, Pat with with power, like you know, he put a couple out. He had a couple big hits for him down the stretch too. I was hoping but, he would retire because I was at the game. He hit his last Yankee home run. I was like, I'm going to be here for Josh Johnson's <laughs> last home run. But I could see he's a guy I could see having a big home run in like the fourth inning and then striking out the bases loaded in the ninth. So let's pray for that. Yeah, I mean, if the, if Milwaukee moves on and they're able to get out of this, or maybe if they're even if they're not able to get out of it, it feels like Donaldson will run into one and I'll be sick. Yeah, he'll he's going to go yard if they have uh... – a little bit of, of a, not a run, but they have another series in them. He's the Diamondbacks have a soft tossing lefty, right? Ryan Nelson or something. They got somebody they could throw out one, there. Going to groove one for him, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leave yeah. one hanging. Arizona pitching for sure. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like seeing him out there. I watched. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Brewers too the past month or so, and it's yeah. Every time he comes up, you're like, oh shit, this fucking guy. Yeah. Gotta watch him one Gross. more time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Arizona's up four three. Philly's still three nothing. Uh just uh kind of to keep the baseball talk going with the season ending. There were a big some big names retiring this year. Like some big names. Um right. Granky, who's not officially retired, I think, but it sounds like he's on his way at the door, plus he was like one and fourteen on the season. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, Adam Wainwright, Terry Francona, Bartolo Colon, and uh, maybe Joey Votto. By the way, Granky two and fifteen. He won. He beat us Sunday. Oh right, <laughs> right. I forgot he pitched the last game of the season against the Yanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, nice of the Yanks to let him go out on top there. Um, 
Did Granky have 200 wins? He had 200 wins, right? I think so, yeah. Two I'm pretty something. sure. Rainwright had 200. So it's, it might be wild for us to see those numbers from pitchers again. Uh, They're going to let those guys in the in the Hall of Fame? I think those pitchers are possibilities. Wainwright, yeah. well, I don't know who's more because Granky's probably a better career statistical, I would guess, than Wainwright. They don't have the numbers in front of me. But, in Wayne, but Wainwright, obviously, gigantic performances in the playoffs, which goes a long way. Yeah. And there's not a lot. Like, these are the guys. I mean, some pitchers have to get in from this era, right? Yeah. I mean, Cole's on his way. Yeah, Cole, Verlander, Scherzer. Well, Scherzer, I guess Scherzer's in. Right? Yeah, Scherzer's going to get in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Kershaw. Kershaw easily. Bumgarner, is he going to be in? Numbers are bad. I mean, his postseason numbers are as good as anybody's. Yeah, but probably the best, probably the best postseason numbers we've ever seen for a starter. Even though, I mean, it's it's like four years that he was in the four separate playoff runs. Yeah, but his his regular season numbers are not good. Right. That's they're not going to let him in. That'd be telling. Well, no, but if they did based on his postseason performance, that would tell you exactly what people, voters are looking for now. I don't um, think they're going to let him in, though. He fell right. off a cliff. Yeah, that's fine. He probably doesn't belong there. Let's see. Oh, you mentioned Johan before. He's not – Johan Santana's too short of a yeah. window. Um, nah, he wasn't good for long enough, I don't think. Too sh- yeah, got hurt. Um, let's see. Who's like a more uh, recent pitcher? Well, CeCe, you think he gets in? Like, to oh. me, he's not, but like – by today's standards, he probably is. I would say probably, yeah. So he's probably a Hall of Famer. He's probably a modern day pitching hall, a starting pitching Hall of Famer. Yeah, he is. That's the standard. I mean, there it is. The big numbers are out of the question now for pitchers, so you can't go by numbers. I don't think. All right? They're used no. to like like for hitters, it's always you know three thousand five hundred whatever. Uh, you're definitely in, but. There are no more. Yeah, unless you want to go ERA, maybe because wins are out of the question. Uh, it used to be wins for starting pitchers. At least it used to be wins and ERA, just those two strikeouts. Yeah, strikeouts too. But even now, like guys don't guys strikeout numbers aren't going to be as high because they're not throwing as many innings. So maybe strikeouts per nine. Yeah, you're gonna have to go strikeouts, strikeouts per, nine, per nine. Whip. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's gonna end up being more performance based, I would guess, and just kind of you have to know the guy, know know how dominant he was in his day. That's why I think Degrom has a shot, even though his numbers don't speak to being a Hall of Famer. I mean, the ERA does, but if you look at his win loss numbers, like the he's got like sixty eight wins or something. It's yeah, something it's, crazy. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Fucking Mets. Uh. Who's a better hitter, Adam Wainwright or Bartolo Colon? <laughs> or Granky? Yeah. I think I think Granky and Wainwright both won sil- silver sluggers. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot they give those to pitchers. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> Wainwright was always a good hitter, uh, and Granky, what Granky was too, even though he was in the AL most of his, he's in Arizona, I guess, in the Dodgers. I think he might have won one. Yeah, when he was there, you know, later on, whatever. 
Okay. Um, Miguel's the first bout Hall of Famer, no question there. Easily, yeah. Tito may be the best. I, I think it's definitely the best manager of two different franchises' histories. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. We'd have to go back a ways for Cleveland. I mean, he's better than Mike Cargrove, probably. Yes. I think he went to two World Series, but I would say he's better than Mike Cargrove. Uh, better than Eric Wedge. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going back far enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the manager was when they won their last time in 48. Bob Feller was pitching, but yeah, and he's he's clear. I mean, he's definitely the best Red Sox manager. He's not really up against that and much. T- and t- Tito, for what it's worth, one of the only Red Sox affiliates I don't hate with a passion. Yeah, you know he he was with Cleveland longer than Boston. I mean, he made his while, name. Yeah. He made his mark with Boston, but I wonder do they do managers have to pick a cap? I know they. I think they pick for you now, right? Like Wade Boggs ruined that for everyone. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> waiter. Yeah, um, I wonder. Like he might go in with the Cleveland hat. I hope he does. That'd be awesome. That would be brilliant. That'd be a brilliant end to the career. Um, I mean, he's been there. So he got ousted from Boston, I believe, after the 2011 season. Okay. So that was eight years he was there, 04 to 11. That's eight years, technically. And I think he went right to Cleveland after that. Maybe he had a year off. He, I mean, I think he was there like at least 10 years. Probably, yeah. Yeah. He was there for a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Theo Epstein, obviously all the players, and there's not one player that I have a soft spot for. Maybe Wakefield. Uh, rest in peace to Tim Wakefield because he was knuckleballer as a throwback kind of guy. Right, um, Pittsburgh Pirate, really, really Pittsburgh Pirate heart, I think. Um, so maybe a yeah. little bit of a soft spot, soft spot for Wakefield, just because of the kind of player he was. But nobody else in that franchise that I have any fucking love for. But T- Tito, I have a lot of respect for. No, yeah, Francona was uh, the real deal. Baseball, Started with Philly, baseball lifer. Yeah, families like you know. Sometimes you hate the the guys who the families in it, not him for some reason. Italian guy, can't go wrong with that, right? Um, and just yeah, all class, just a, a baseball, a baseball guy, through and through. Just a baseball guy, yeah. yeah. Coach Jordan in the minors was a good coach. I think Jordan liked him, yeah, which is I, you know. I, yeah, yeah. I think I think Jordan did get along with him, yeah. Um. Yep, started with Philly, Philly, Boston, and Cleveland. So, uh, yeah, no, and he's—he sounds like he's officially done. So he said yeah. he was. Yeah, not, he doesn't foresee. I think he's got health issues, right? That's why he's. Yeah, he's playing a little close to the vest, so I think you know that kind of leaves the door open. Just, he's only think, sixty-four, which, is, yeah, which isn't you know. Yeah, take care if, of if himself. If he did, if he did take you know, two three years off, get himself. I think the the stress though from managing doesn't help. Yeah, whatever his yeah, health issues are. You always hear about managers and coaches dealing with shit, and I think mm. it's definitely stress related. Yeah, and you don't want to come back like uh, Jim, not uh, Jim Leland, like uh, Jack McKeon. Like, oh no, I was thinking Larusa, but yeah, Jack McKeon too. But you don't want to come back. You want a championship, but 
Oh yeah, they definitely Larusa, who had a lot of stress in Chicago that was just didn't need it. And the game had like, I mean, who knows if it actually did pass him by or just a bad situation for him. But you get all that shit. The game passed him by. I mean, I defended him through all that, and I think I was kind of vindicated this year when the White Sox sucked. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean but but if, but if you go back and the team's shit, you're, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be the story's gonna be about you. You got it's got to be the right situation if, if yeah. you come back. You got you got to come back to a team that you know. Yeah, if you spend, if you take a couple of years off, you have to be sure it's right. I have well, happened with Bobby Valentine. Well, when he came back to, to Boston, Sox, yeah, yeah, that was uh, not a good fit. I'd say. Really, no. What if he came back and like managed an expansion team where it was like low leverage, no pressure? You know, you're not going to win a championship, but you come back and manage two or three years and try and improve, like just put the just, put the team on the map and just improve all the young players. Just be a coach to be a coach. Yeah, I mean, let's go fucking coach little league at that point if you're going to do that. You don't want to win. Well, the pay's probably better. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Make a few more bucks. Yeah, that's not. It sounds like a pretty. It sounds like a nicer situation. Yeah. Uh, we got about a minute left. Where we got a break, but uh, the last guy on the list who might come back next year. So let's not waste too much time on him. But Vado, do you is that guy a Hall of Famer? No. All right. Not, not people, I, a lot of people are going to push for him because he's a fan favorite. Oh, he's going to get in. I mean, Scott Rowland got in. Joey Votto's probably going to. The guy knew how to take a pitch, and nobody knows how to take pitches anymore. So that might be his his key to get in right there. He's got no signature moments, and I know he's a red, so that's part of it. But he's, he, I can't even think of a regular season moment he has. But he said some funny things in interviews by people like that. Yeah, there you go. That's I, I never really thought that much of Joey Votto. I'm going to look at his numbers on the break. His great interviews are his signature moments. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and. Uh, See what we missed from this weekend. All right, before we get rolling into the weekend, there's a there's a big sports weekend. Um, did you get the Joey Votto stats? Yeah, so 294 career average. Okay. 356 home runs, 1144 RBIs. Uh, he knocked in a hundred runs three times, hit nine, it knocked in 99 once. Um, 97 once for what that's worth. Uh, over 30 home runs, one, two, twice, and once was like late in his career, right? Three times, three times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just look at the overall stats, how, like how many hits? Uh, he has 2135. How many years did he play for? So he started in 07. 07 was 89 plate appearances. So 08 is his first full season. He was second in rookie of the year. Did win an MVP in 2010. Mm-hmm. So what's that, 16 years that, that figures out to be? Yeah. Yeah, 16 full seasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, just looking at those numbers, like 2135 career hits, 356 home runs, 1144 RBIs, That's those are very a- good numbers. That's just not enough. It's not enough hits for a guy that's going to get in as a hitter. Yeah, as, as the kind of hitter he was, he's just not enough hits. Not even close for that look for many years. Yeah, those are Hall of very good numbers. Yeah, yeah. Again, so, yeah. again, Bernie Williams should be in the Hall of Fame over Joey Votto. It's Bernie yes. Williams, way better player than Joey Votto. Yeah, if that's 
if that's where we're yeah of course but if you start letting people in like Joey Votto then you gotta let the Bernie Williams is in of the world like what are sure. matting these numbers compared to these uh it's he, I mean that's a, yeah similar because he's not gonna have enough hits Here, keep Joey's up there I'll look at Donnie's does he uh, have 2,000 hits Mattingly? I think he does 2,100 hits okay so he's got more hits than Votto in, four, in 14 years um 307 career average. Better average hitter. Uh, 100 RBIs, one, two, three, four, five times. Led a league in RBIs once at 145. Has an MVP. Has an MVP, yep. Oh, yeah. Has more gold. Vada only has one gold glove. Donnie's got like, what, eight? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine gold gloves. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I just 84 to 89, he was incredible. Right, we've watered down. I feel like we've watered down. I mean, we know we know the deal. It's been watered down the yeah. Hall of Fame, but like the guys from the past who like haven't they haven't given those guys. A ch- I mean, they let guys. The Veterans Committee gets guys in there, but mm-hmm. I feel like the guys who got the shaft in the seventies and eighties and nineties, they haven't kind of got their due with the watered down yeah. voting system. Yeah, no, my stance remains the same with the Hall of Fame. You let Harold Baines in, you got to let Donnie in. You got to let Keith Hernandez in. You got to let Bernie in. Like, if you're going to make it the Hall of Fame where, where Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer, who I like, there isn't, I don't know, could you, I can't think of like what the right demographic is because I don't know baseball fans, but there's not a 30 year old probably who knows Harold Baines is. Nah, I don't think so. So it's like, all right, is that really the kind of guy we want to enshrine? I mean, he's a great guy by all accounts, but played for a long time, of course. But uh, is he really the kind of guy that should be enshrined, that should be looked at as one of the all-time greats? Is that when we tell the story of baseball, like Harold Baines' name not coming up. It's never going to come up, ever. Yeah. I can't think of one documentary where Harold Baines' number, like his name comes up. Yeah, then we, then we go on to Chicago, the great Harold Baines. Was he? What did he win a championship? I'd have to go back and look at his years. Like, I don't know. I don't was know. he involved in a team that like made a run? I don't. Know. I can't. I can't even think of him. Well, as as a, as an Oriole, right? Maybe was he on one of those teams? He bounced around though, Baines. Right then, oh, like, yeah. towards the end, especially. Let's see. Yeah, they played forever. Twenty-two years. White Sox. Oakland, yeah, when did Oakland win? He had a win with Oakland there. He was with Oakland 90, 91, 92. Okay, so the A's won. No, the A's lost in 90 to the Reds. But he was oh, yeah. on that team. Reds was, yep. Mm-hmm. Baltimore, uh, he was probably on a couple Baltimore playoff teams. He wasn't on that 96 LCS team. He uh, was on the 96. He was in the 96. Oh, White Sox. Sorry, he ended up back with the White Sox in 96. Never mind. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know if he was ever. Uh, let's see, where they will tell you, right? If he's won a championship, like there's a place Hall of Fame 22 years, six time all star. Hall of he Fame. played one, he played in one World Series that was the 90 World Series. How did he do? Was he great in it? <laughs> he, get he, had a, he had a home run, he hit 143, but he did have a home run. All right, guys, okay, good. And 22 years, six all-star appearances. I guess all you need to know, like, what what are you guys doing? 
It does right. that makes make sense. Well, whatever. I just watered down. It is what it is. We spend enough energy on Harold Baines and Hall of Fame. Uh yeah, like I said, it was a, a really good base on uh, sports weekend. Uh, a lot of college football, which I didn't really get into this weekend. The Ryder Cup was on, which I was very much into. And then obviously Sunday full slate games from uh, 9.30 a.m. on. So it was really good. Did you get – and I'll do the Ryder Cup quick before we get into football. Did you watch any Ryder Cup? I did not. I heard the U.S. got smoked. Well, yeah, they came out. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You woke up Friday morning. They were already down four nothing, which was all they could be down, um, at that point. But they <laughs> they got they got ran in the early matches. Now, just the way it's set up, they're like Sunday. It, no matter how dire, if things are close, it's going to look like you have a chance, which is a great way to do it. It would have taken, I think, it would have tied the biggest comeback in history for them to have done it. Um, and there was there there was a couple times when you kind of were. Leaning like okay, this might maybe, but then it was never. I was never personally very confident because if I knew like the matches it would come down to, I knew the guys that are in it, like Wyndham Clark. I'm like, he's not. He, this guy's just don't ever let Wyndham Clark near a fucking Ryder Cup again, please. Uh, he was not a big time player, so like there was times where the matches looked like maybe it might if things broke right there was a chance, but in the end it was uh it was all it was all Europe. They ran it. There was uh, some controversy. Are you privy to any controversies? I, I saw Rory McIlroy yelled at someone. Was that the controversy? Yeah. So on Saturday, so Saturday, the U.S. again, like they needed every point they could muster on Saturday, and it came down to uh, Patrick Cantlay and and or it was Patrick Cantlay. I forget who he's playing with, and Rory. I can't forget. I can't remember who he was playing with, but it. It came, like the last match of the, day, of the day came down to them, and the states needed the point, like in the worst in the worst way to make even Sunday like a possibility. And there was talk about Patrick Cantlay all week, all weekend, because he refused to wear a hat on Saturday or didn't wear a hat on Saturday. And the story is, or the story that was circulating, was he refused to wear the hat because he was uh, like a team hat because he was um, protesting. Ryder Cup players not getting paid, which I don't know if it's true or not. I don't think it's true, but maybe it's true. And they, they were supposed to be like under wraps and or maybe like the European media blew it up, whatever. Anyway, he wasn't wearing a hat. And every hole, the European crowd, which was European crowd was fucking great. Like they were exactly what you expect, riding the players, ooh and on at the right points. Like anytime a player would back off a putt, they oh, like it was great. It was, it was like the kind of atmosphere you want to fucking win in. Like just stick yeah. in their face, and the American players were giving it back to him the whole time. So Cantlay, like not wearing a hat, every hole he'd go, everybody on the sidelines was like waving their hat at him, just like every like you just see thousand hats just bopping. Can- up Cantlay's down. American. He's American. Yeah, he's American. Yeah. Okay. So they're all riding him, but the hat. So then, like he was huge the last uh, three, four holes. I think it was the last three holes. He was incredible. Just made putt after putt. Great shot. He carried his team. Again, I can't remember who he was fucking playing with. Carried him, though. And, like, brought him back from the brink to, to win the point. Drills a huge putt on 18 uh, for birdie. Um, Which did not look like – uh, for birdie, did not look likely and hit it anyway. So, 
at, at this point, because it's the last match of the day, all the all the players are there on the sidelines, and they all start waving their hats, like yeah. giving it back, like hey, 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 and the caddy, Canley's caddy, does it too, but he's like on the green, he does it too. Yeah. Rory, Rory, and his teammates still have to putt to tie, have to have a chance to putt to tie. So Rory takes exception to it, lets him have it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're we're still we still got to putt. It's not over. Fucking go back and wash this guy's balls, right? Sure enough, Rory gets up, misses the putt. Not an easy putt, but gets up. Like I said, Canley's putt was huge. It was a, it was a long putt, monster putt. Rory misses putt. His teammate misses his putt. USA wins the point. Then it goes like the and then it goes into like a parking lot afterwards, and there's video of Rory yelling at the caddy in the parking lot, and somebody's got to hold him back. It's a whole thing, but it was heated. And then Rory came out. Rory had a, I think it was the best Ryder Cup of his life. Like he was unbelievable. I think he was like four zero and one or something in it, which is yeah. great. Um, and he was he was not at his best on Sunday, but I think his team did end up winning the point. Um, Isn't he only on his best on Sundays when he's like ten back in a major? <laughs> yeah. He was fired up for the Ryder Cup. He played great. I got to hand it to him. But yeah, you're right. He does have a his, a, a recent history of uh, stat padding on Sundays. Stat padding, yeah. Please, well, no, you still gotta gotta finish. You make more money if you come in fourth than if you come in twenty second. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it, 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 look, they got smoked. It was over pretty much from Friday. They made it interesting enough, and it and there was enough like like some of that just fun stuff and like. Uh, Justin Thomas didn't wear a hat on Sunday and he was on fire. He was great on Sunday and he just kept same thing, like tipping the fake cap to the crowd. Uh, Why don't Ryder Cup guys get uh, get paid? Why don't they? Yeah. I don't know why they don't. I think they get, I think, I think there's like some, I mean, they they get their their families all get comped over there in like Italy. Yeah. Um, I think they each get like 200,000 to a, to a, um, Charity, I think it's just not done. Like you're supposed, you're supposed to play in it for pride, not for money. I think that's why. Oh, okay. They do it, but uh, yeah. But I mean, these guys get so into. It, I don't know what the fucking problem is. Like these guys are so into it, they get hyped for it. Patrick Cantley lacks pride, I guess. Not really, because he was fired up down the stretch. He was just he was drilling puck to puck. <laughs> he was pumped, man. It was he was in, he was incredible on on Saturday. He was incredible. He played well on Sunday too. Yeah, but but on on Friday, I tell you, like I just last I'll say about it, like the Europeans had absolute ice in their veins. To, I mean, they put it away so early. Like John Rahm was incredible. Um, Victor Hovland is like the smiling assassin. He's like the, he's got that goofy whatever. Uh, does Europe usually win? I feel like Europe usually wins, right? Over there, the United States have not won in Europe in like thirty years. Wow. Yeah. The USA yeah. won. The USA won the last one in America two years ago. And in two more years, it comes to New York. It'll be in Beth Page Black, which would be uh, incredible, which would be a lot of fun. Okay. So, so trading, trading wins on each other's turfs. Recently. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, but yeah, Europe always gives them. I mean, they're just, they're, they're always just cold blooded killers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun beating them too. So next time. All right. So we had a lot of football, obviously full slate last time we have a full slate for, uh, until the end of the season, because we hit the buys this week. Yep. Pfizer and Pfizer coming up. Uh, 
let's just start. Let's hit it home. You want to start with your loss or with my loss? Because uh, I talk talking about statement wins. Dolphins put up seventy two weeks ago, and I I even said like, oh, they go into Buffalo, they make another statement. We're for real, and Buffalo was the one who made the statement. Put up forty eight on them. Uh, all but quieted that offense for the better part of three quarters, really. Because uh, the Dolphins came out a couple of long drives and didn't really do anything after that. Yeah, so, uh, Buffalo definitely made the statement. I think Miami's, you know, maybe the third team in the AFC right now behind Kansas City uh, and Buffalo. Um, I I heard I heard Tua get a little bit of shit after this game. I think that's kind of misdirected. Uh, my stance on Tua would be this, you know, Bills touch the ball first, go up seven nothing. Dolphins get the ball. Oh man, two run double Arizona. I was hoping for a one run ninth, but all right. Um, all right. So back on track. Bills touch the ball, go up seven nothing. Tua leads them back down seven seven. Bills get the ball back fourteen seven. Tua gets the ball fourteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. So he answers both Bills scores. Bills get the ball for a third time. 21-14. So, I mean, at that point, it's like, yeah, I mean, you don't want to get into a shootout with the Bills. As good as the Dolphins offense has been, I don't want to get into a shootout with the Chiefs or the Bills. Yeah. And, yeah. like, at some point, the defense has to make a stop. Like, he, the guy puts the ball in the end zone his first two possessions. Mm. We we're, weren't going to be able to keep up that pace. Uh, once the left tack- our left tackle got hurt, like, forget it. We couldn't block him. I don't know why they kept him in as long as they did in the fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't look – the defense has to make a play. Like, I don't look at it as, like, the – yeah, the off, all right, the offense only scored 20, but they fucking gave up 48 points. Like, I don't know how people could come away from that game. Like, oh, the Dolphins' offense isn't as good as we thought. It's like the, the defense gave them no shot to win yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all right. That's the right take. You can't get on the offense at all for that. When you got to score 49 to win, that's not good. And it wasn't like they put up those points like late in the game, like window dressing. Like they were matching the Bills early on, and they just mm-hmm. eventually it's like, yeah. all right, Dang. we had a punt. Oh, I'm sorry, we had a punt. Yeah, and then we punt, and it's 28-14. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think if, if the Dolphins want to, because the Dol- they you know they started off Torino last year, and then Tua got hurt in Cincinnati, and then before you know it, they were three and three. They bounced back and went eight and three, but then he got hurt again, and it was all of a sudden they were eight and seven, and basically, you know, had a scratch and claw to get in the playoffs nine and eight. They want to prove this year is different. It's very simple, other than keeping Tua upright, which is the most important thing. But if you want to prove that this is going to be different and not just another nine and eight, five hundred year where you're scratching and clawing, and you're just one of the teams in the hunt, it's very simple. And I don't want to look ahead, but I'm gonna. You beat the Giants and you beat the Panthers. That's it. Like be five and one going into Philly in week seven. Because I'll tell you one thing, the Chiefs and the Bills would not lose to the Giants or Panthers at home. I could almost guarantee you that. Yeah. So you go and you take care of you're gonna be a big favorite in both games, mm-hmm. which always scares me. But you beat the Giants and you beat the Panthers, which are two of like they look like two of the worst teams in the league right now. So should we get into Monday night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, take care of business. That's how you prove you don't. You, know, actually, you don't need to go in to Buffalo, um, you know, on a on a on a, uh, on a October Sunday and win to prove you're for real. But 
it does you would start. have solidified yourselves as like almost the AFC favorite, even though the Chiefs still would have been ahead of you in Vegas. Probably you would have almost like left your mark, like we're the team to beat in the AFC, even though it's really the Chiefs. Instead, yeah. you're like back in the pack now. You're the third team probably in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, it's not the end of the world, but it was a missed opportunity that you had, you have plenty of time to recover from. Right, but you're but you're right though. You can solidify your where you are as the third by going out and taking care of lesser teams, which is just- you lose to the Giants or the Panthers, and you're you're a, you're just a 500 team that's gonna like yeah probably be a playoff team, but not real, right. uh, not serious people. Right to quote, yeah, you know what I mean. Right, uh, the Giants who uh, played last night, and you took mercy on me by asking to. Uh, uh, to postpone our tape until tonight, so I could just I could watch that in peace, um, tranquility in the quiet and silence of my own room and in my own head, which I was. Um, yeah, an absolutely embarrassing performance on a Monday night against a team that you should be like kind of equal with. Like I don't think I don't the Seahawks aren't that much be- shouldn't be that much better than the Giants. They are. Um, they have a more reliable quarterback. They have a better defense. Uh, the rookie quarterback put on a fucking show last night. So it was a, the 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 game of his early his young career. Uh, Witherspoon, that's his name. In, incredible sacks, tackles, inter, uh, pick six for you know ninety six yards, whatever it was. Uh, and the Giants couldn't get out of their own way. Like there's a there's the clip the the clips are going out around all day about Dable talking to Jones throwing the clipboard throwing the iPad whatever, but there was a time in the late in the second quarter nobody has talked about this where it was like third and eleven, the Giants ran up the gut for like six yards, front team comes out and the crowd's booing because they didn't go for it, and Dable's yelling at them there and Jones is like shaking his head like I thought I, I could first the only thing I could read was I thought something I'm like what the fuck could you possibly do wrong there. Like, was it not supposed to be a handoff? Like, are you, like, are you supposed to be fucking going for it because you guys are anemic and only put up three points in the half and you have terrible first halves and you're really just going to fucking roll over? Like, I don't see Dable right rolling over and being like, we're not going to try and put something on the board here. Who calls the plays? Is it Dable? Uh, I don't know. If he, I, no, I don't think so. Um, What the hell is his name? It's not Dable, I don't think. Maybe so it should be. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but I don't think. But even still, <clears throat> maybe that's maybe that's not what he wanted. I don't know. I don't know how they go through that kind of shit. But he was pissed. He looked like he was pissed. And then obviously the pick six happened. Waller was open in the back of the end zone. It was just a bad day. Uh, Jones, he's not impressing me at all. People still people uh, Giants fans are so fucking delusional. They get into how well it's Eli all over. It's the offensive line. The offensive line is really bad. They are. It's not an excuse for how he plays sometimes. Um, you know, this, how, how long you want to handle this kid with kid gloves? I mean, this is the fucking NFL. If you got a bad offensive line, you had to figure it out. Joe Burrow had a terrible offensive line, found himself in, in a fucking Super Bowl. I was getting sacked 472 times by uh, uh, the Titans in a playoff yeah. game, and he figured it the fuck out. So I don't want to fucking hear about it. I'm tired of the excuses being made for this guy. Honeymoon is over for Dable. He's got to figure the fuck out. And he's got to figure out against the Dolphins and the Bills, which, fuck me, man. Like, that's probably that's what he's thinking right now. Fuck me. Like, we're one and three. We just had a terrible showing against the Seahawks at home on Monday night. 
Daniel Jones is one in like 24 fucking primetime games. This is a joke because they keep putting the Giants in fucking primetime. He hates Danny Jones, you think, Dable? I don't know. I that's People are going to read into that one the interaction there. He was frustrated last night, and I'd be too if he threw a pick six when, you know, you had a chance to at least make a game of it in the, in the green zone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know if he hates him or if it what, but I mean, he's married to him. He's married they, to him. They just, they just signed him for a long time for a lot of money. So yeah, he's probably not going to survive the Danny Jones era if it goes bad. But Daniel Jones is not. Uh, this is what I was afraid. This is exactly what I was afraid of. It's early, but I mean, I've been down this path before with the Giants where it's early, they look bad, and you're like, well, let's just see. And then they just end up being bad. And nobody, everybody underperforms. Like, all right, well, maybe they're not underperforming if this is how you perform. Maybe this is just how you are. Maybe it's just the team you are. Do you give Waller a pass, or are you starting to hate him? I don't hate him yet. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't do anything to deserve my ire yet. He's got an untrustworthy face. <laughs> I know, you're big, big in the faces this year. The Rodone face, I always, you're right about. Yeah, I always used to say that about Jimmy Graham, too. He's got an untrustworthy face. You can't right. count on that guy. I, I feel like Waller has that type of face. I mean, it's it's annoying when, like, you see Noah Fant, who was a throwaway from Denver's, catch a ball and get hit 14 times down the sideline and not go out of bounds. Yeah. Until, the, you know, <laughs> just get his knee down at the one. It's like, oh, well, their tight end looks pretty good. Oh, and he caught that from who? That was from Drew Locke. Like, okay, great. So Drew Locke to Noah Fant works. But how come Danny Jones can't connect with anybody ever? So don't yeah. tell me it's like the fucking weapons he's been given because they try to bring guys in. These guys aren't like the worst receivers in the world. They're not stone hands. And like, I know the offensive line is bad, but they're not the – they might be the worst offensive line in the league. But, I mean, it's no fucking excuse. If you're that fucking good – and you're a number one QB, and you're top 10 in the league, you're going to figure it the fuck out, or else. And, and every time he runs, they're like, well, this is where he's best. Like, that's fucking great. He's a fucking quarterback, so he's to throw the ball, too. Yeah. And it's nice to have that as a weapon, but if you can't throw it, I don't, I don't want to care how fucking great you are with the legs. The Dolphins' O-line isn't great right now. Their left tackle just got hurt, so you'll see. It's, it's probably not as bad as the Giants, but... Um, well, so you've the, the Giants have whiffed on a couple O linemen. Is that the deal? Neil is no good. And what's Andrew Thomas's deal? Is he good? I think he's the best one on the team, but he's hurt. Oh, he's hurt. Yeah. And Neil stinks so far. He got benched, right? I think he got benched. Or maybe he got benched and somebody got hurt and he got back in there. I don't know. Who keeps track? Yeah, whiffing on O whiffing on O linemen could set you back a little, a little ways. Yeah. Well, you really shouldn't means. whiff. Because you're it's, you're picking them because you need them, and then if they're not good, then you're kind of back where you started. I mean, it's, it's yeah, and that's what it's been for 15 years. The Giants. Yep, yep. Dolphins are in a similar boat with their O line. So, um, and yet they're yet they're work. and yet they're shrouded in optimism somehow. Well, yeah, they got some weapons. They have some a few more weapons than the Giants. The Giants have enough weapons to like score more than nine points in the season, wherever they have. Or nine points in the first half, sorry. Do you have any optimism that you're not going to be one in five after? No. So you're, you're, you've already, like, penciled in one in five? Yeah. Basically. How, are gonna, how are they going to beat the Dolphins? How are they going to beat the Bills? The Bills are a fucking steamroller. 
They're not going to slow down for the Giants. The Giants have nothing uh, for them. Their defense stinks. Their offense stinks. They don't score points. They give up points to anybody who will try. Thibodeau's been kind of a, a semi-bust. It's tough to like put on one guy. He had a nice play last night, but uh, yeah, I don't know if he's getting. I don't know if he's exactly where they want him to be, but it's tough to pin it on one guy. That defense. I mean, if it's one, if one guy's worth anything, they're gonna contract on him and not worry about the rest of the bums, you know. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I, I'm never confident really going into a Dolphin game, but I would say. If we can get our pass rusher back, Phillips, who's missed a couple games, he's like the rookie. He's not a rookie anymore. He's like in his third year. But if we can get him back healthy because we've missed him, mm-hmm. then I'd be I'd be more confident because I could see him causing some havoc against your O-line. The Dolphins' defense stinks, though. Like If you can't put up points against them, I mean, although Seahawks' defense probably isn't great either. Well, that kid, that that cornerback is really – he's a fifth pick in the draft. He looked amazing. He looked just a different speed last night. But, I mean, who the – like, the Giants didn't score against the Cowboys. No, the Cowboys' defense is good. They didn't score against Arizona for two – that's the other thing with this fucking team. They don't start like they're ready to play. It's like they forgot they had a game that day, and they rolled out of bed like, oh, shit, we got to be the field in how long? But, I mean, that's another thing with – Yeah, Brady. if you start slow against Miami, it, it's, it might be bad. But that's another knock against Dayball, though. Like, if you can't have your team prepared to get out there and win, or not even win, but you can't have the team get out there and play in the first half of these games, like, it's always – last night, to say, again, I can't wait to hear what Dayball says in the in the locker room. Like, we have to wait to the fucking second half? Like, you guys be in the locker room before the game, too, right? <laughs> Barkley so. going to be back, though, this week? Uh, I mean, it's they seem like they're thinking about it. I think he's practicing. But, I mean, when he got injured, it seemed like it was going to be further off. So, even if he plays, I don't think it was going to be yeah. a lot. I would take another – take one more week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like he's the best part of the team, but, I mean, he's out there six six weekends 100% a year at best. Yeah. So it's No, it's not good. I, I understand your, like, your point of view as a fan, but the Giants are really bad right now. And they don't – That's do what it seems like. That is the way it seems. Another team that seen that came in this weekend that looks really bad. Spreads up to eleven in that game, by the oh, way. It's yeah, so many it's points. It's going to keep rising. Yeah, it's not. It's I mean, the higher it gets, the more you want to lean Giants. But I'd have I'd have a problem taking the Giants for anything less than two touchdowns. <laughs> they don't fucking score. How can how could you how could you keep up with the Dolphins if you don't put a touchdown on the board? They, they, should, be, they should be able to score some points against the Dolphins. I'll just say that. They should be able to put up some points. Well, nothing nothing has in their first four games has shown me that they can score against anybody except yeah. except Arizona uh, in desperation time. True. Uh, True. The Jets came into the weekend kind of feeling negative and went in to Sunday night and gave the, Jet, uh, gave the Chiefs a little bit of a game, oddly, surprisingly. Uh, and Zach Wilson had the best game of his career, and they still they still lost, Chief, and but managed to cover thanks to uh, some heady play by Pat Mahomes. Something like I think it's at eighty million dollars changed hands because he did that slide instead of going into the end zone. Uh, so nice job by Pat to uh, really to fuck the people who backed you. So that's not very cool. People who are in your corner to think you could handle the Jets on Sunday night, 
he didn't go in there and take care of business like they had. Uh, not a man of the people, Pat Mahomes. Well, winning player though, winning player did Who, did what was best for his team. Yeah, and I'm on the side of the public here. Yeah. Um, because I bet the Chiefs. <laughs> if I bet the Jets, he'd be he'd be a fucking hero. If I bet the he, Jets, he, he did pull a Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, no winning play. If you're talking about football, winning play, smart play, um, the right play. Um, but uh, are, are you buying? Because I'm getting some like Jets optimism this week. Are you buying the Jets or selling the Jets after that performance? <sighs> Specifically, Zach Wilson. I just think the bar has been set so low for him that it's like kind of pathetic that they, I mean, they act like he went out there and threw four touchdowns. He was okay. <laughs> Fumbled the uh, snap to lose the game. Yeah. Yeah. He threw what he threw two touchdowns. He hit Lazard was an awesome pass there to tie the game up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hit uh, who in the first half, the tight end. Uzama. Is that his name? Oh, the former bangle. Yeah. Yeah, CJ yeah. Uzama. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he played all right and he showed you a little something and it was like signs of life and maybe the play calling was a little bit uh oh, jazz, come on. I mean, make Kimbrough throw a strike. Guys, you know he's ready to melt down. Uh no, I just you know, he played fine, but I don't know. I think this this weekend in Denver will be will be telling. I'm very curious to see how he comes out because the Broncos. I, I don't care what they did against the Bears. The Broncos are terrible. I mean, they felt, felt fall behind 28-7 to the Bears and looked lifeless. And then that I think that may have had more to do with the Bears that comeback than as much as it did with Denver. Yeah, fields, another Fields fumble, ridiculous. Yeah. And then of course the game on the line. He throws a pick. I mean, he's yeah. a stiff Fields. But anyway, that's the Bears. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's very – because that's a game where, like, the Jets, on paper, personnel-wise, have more talent than Denver. They're just better. Mm-hmm. That's a game that the Jets – I know it's in Denver, mile-high game, wacky things happen. But that's a game where I think the Jets should win. If Wilson if, – if you want to, like, get optimist, optimistic and have some sort of promise with Wilson, you got to go in there and beat Denver. Because if you go out there and lose to Denver – then you're right back where you started. Like he stinks. He can't beat yep. the Broncos. Then they go and they got to play Philly after that. So it's like, I understand the Jets having a little problem. I mean, they have some good players. Like Sauce is going to be good. You know, Garrett Wilson's going to be a stud. But you're still one in three. Like you got to win a game eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, to, well, to have- yeah. To be really <laughs> optimistic, yeah. Can't and moral victories don't make it make the playoffs. More, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think as as soon as Rodgers got hurt and Wilson became the starter, and the way he played like against Dallas and against the Patriots, the bar's so low now that like he didn't go out there and shit all over himself, and people are like, oh, what? It's like, all right, well, could he? You know, and I know he was five and two last year as a starter before he got hurt, and they were winning games. It was unimpressive. It was more on the defense than it wasn't yeah. necessarily him. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know, man, just go out and beat the Broncos. I, I, I can't really take like the, the jet. I can't take Jets fans being optimistic. I just can't like what, why would you be optimistic if you're a Jets fan ever? It's true. The it's fucking, the guy you brought in tore his ACL four plays in <laughs> Zach Wilson's your quarterback. Again, you, you're losing. 
Nah, you lost to Belichick again, 17 straight time. Like, I don't want to hear Jets optimism. Go beat the Broncos and we'll talk. Do you Broncos think are two-point favorites in that game, too. Do you think that's a good place for him to, like, become the game manager the Jets need? And, like, and re- realize his role. And, like, I know again, I know in against Kansas City, it's kind of a comeback situation. You had to throw the ball a little more, sling it. But against Denver, is that like, all right, look, we're going to go out here, we're going to dominate on defense, we're going to run the ball, you're going to make a couple plays and, you know, second and short, third and third and short, that kind of thing. And, like, man, it'd be the game manager we need to have a successful season. Like, is this where he kind of comes into his own as a guy he that needs? He should. He should because from what I've seen of, of Denver's offense, like, and what, from what I've seen of the Jets' defense, like, this should be – the Broncos offense should be ripe for the picking. Like the Jets defense yeah. should should make a few plays yeah. against them. The Jets defense has actually they threw in that really they, the only thing that threw me off about them is they threw in that horrible game against Dallas where they were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But like for the most part, they had well, that, an awesome that, game against the Bills. They're like the one defense that figures out the Bills. Like I, I don't I, they figured out the Josh Allen code, but then they also played pretty well against Mahomes, too. Like 23 yeah, sure. points. They they came out a little slow, but I mean, they didn't they he didn't score a touchdown after the second quarter, right? Two field second goals, that was it. Quarter. Yeah. It was it was seven, 17 nothing 17. Like, almost instantly. Yeah. So I think maybe the first quarter, yeah. So I mean, they've played like two of their first four games were probably against the two best offenses in the league, KC, Buffalo, you throw Miami in there too, I guess, like top 3. Yeah. But um and from what I've seen of Russell Wilson, like the Jets defense, if you, you got to go in there and lay the smackdown on them. And Dallas is one of those teams, like, that could have just been a bad game. What happened to anybody? You know, this the kind of wheels come off and shit looks bad. Yeah. The, shit, yeah. shit works, looks worse than it really was. Just it was a bad game. Like, it happens. And it, it's uh, on, in, all, in all likelihood, Denver won't be the team that forces them into a bad game. No, but it is a mile high game, so who knows? And that's yeah, the yeah. I think the Broncos are two point favorites just because obviously it's at home, but it's like it, it is Zach Wilson on the road. So are yeah. you gonna make him a favorite? That's that's also tough to do. Yeah, make him a favorite. Probably shouldn't bet that game. No. I would lie, um, although I would lean Jets, but like you probably shouldn't bet that game. Uh you could but no, I don't want to I'm not gonna tell anybody you shouldn't bet a game because you know every game's right for the every well, game. Every game has a winner, so know the know the consequences. It's losing. That's always the consequences. <laughs> the main one. Yeah, the only one that matters. Uh Patriots. I don't know what the other we got a little bit of time here. Um you want to come back and talk a little bit, we can come back if you want. Uh um, what of... do we got? Let's just speed through it. A speed right. round. All right. Patriots, Cowboys, Cowboys rolled them. Patriots look bad. Mac Jones Belich- Mac Jones stinks. Belichick in the hot seat, you buying or selling. Not he's not in the hot seat. Kraft wouldn't have the balls. Um, let's see. Ravens wiped the Browns last minute. Deshaun sitting down. Uh, Lamar was MVP. Uh, no problem there. Titans rolled the Bengals. The Bengals are in trouble. Yes or no? Bang, bang, yeah, Bengals are in some trouble. I would say, especially because of that division and uh, the Burrow injury. It's like eight out of ten trouble. Nine out of ten trouble. It's big time in Cincinnati. Yeah, I would say so. And then they got this week. I think they have. T. Higgins hurt, and who are they playing this week? Fucking uh, who, they, who the Bengals playing? They're not on a bye, right? Oh, in Arizona. In Arizona's passing, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Rams took care of the Colts after Colts came back on them. Um, Rams got a stud receiver, it looks like. Puka Nakua is for real. Uh, him and Cups are going to be coming back at some point. It's going to be a dangerous duo. Uh, Buccaneers rolled the Saints. Saints. Can't take the Saints seriously. You just can't. Bucks are 3-1. and one. Baker Mayfield. I guess you got to buy the Bucks somewhat because of the division, but I still don't think the Bucks are that good. Uh, Eagles Commanders had a classic NFC East showdown overtime. Um, How you don't go for two there is ridiculous if you're Riverboat Ron. And he had talked about it before the game, apparently. Going for two in that very situation. I, do I, I, don't, I don't understand how you go to overtime yeah. there. Uh, Vikings Panthers. That was another, I didn't mention another 0 3 battle. This is a battle of 0 3. Uh, Vikings won 21 13. Uh, Panthers stink. Rookie quarterback, Vikings Panthers stink. stink. Panthers, who did I say? Panthers stink. Vikings, I'm not completely counting out yet. Vikings stink. B- big upset against the Chiefs, maybe this week. Uh, Steelers, Texans. Steelers are in, uh, are. T- not looking great. Thirty to six to Houston. Um, Chargers went out, beat the Raiders by touchdown. Tried to blow it at the end. Raiders wouldn't allow it. Yeah, Raiders don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, there, you go. rookie quarterback for the Raiders was out there. No Jimmy G. Uh, Herbert's looked really good the last two weeks. Forty Niners keep rolling. They are probably the best team in the world right now. Yeah, I would say they are the best team. Took care of Arizona, no problem. And that wraps up week four. Week five starts on Thursday. We'll be here on Sunday four for that. Um, that is Washington and Chicago. Yeah, hopefully there's a baseball game on. <laughs> uh we'll have we'll have it all. We'll 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 uh, screen it all.